how fast you were going. What? How fast you were going. I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, the Iceman. And something we haven't had in a while, because it's been hard to find, is we actually have a guest today. And this is going to be uh, our first uh, correctionals officer. Uh, he goes by Lovable Corrections Guy on TikTok, if y'all want to look him up. He's uh, three years in at a department in Utah. So, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Yep, thanks for having me. <laughs> and uh, if you want to give us, uh, I'll ask you a few questions. I always ask some people. You know, I just I just talked to this guy the first time for about eight minutes before we started, so I don't have a whole lot of background on him. But uh, what is your favorite restaurant to eat at? Oh man, uh, I love Red Robin. They got good burgers. I take your yeah. word for it. We don't have those mm-hmm. down here in Louisiana that I know of. Oh man! <laughs> but we have canes and stuff like that. If you like chicken, I do. I do like chicken. <laughs> you know, what's your favorite drink? <sighs> favorite drink? I love NW root beer. I do love root beer. I love like lots of different kinds of root beer, but I think NW is definitely my favorite. I don't know if you're a drink drinker of partake of the adult beverages or anything, but uh, if you do, they make uh, Old Smoky Tennessee whiskey. Uh, ten- they make a, a root beer flavored whiskey. Oh! You put like a shot of that in your regular root beer, and it makes it into some grown up root beer, which is delicious. <laughs> grown up root beer, I like that. <laughs> it's grown up root beer. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, I love. Uh... I love the, some of the newer James Bonds, like Casino Royale. Uh, I haven't seen the newest one, but those are those are some of my favorites. Uh, I'm the old school. When it comes to James Bond, I'm the older guy. I like the Sean Connerys and stuff like that. They just can't replace <laughs> to me the old one. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I usually ask if 10 or 15 of your correctional officers, so you don't really write many tickets. So, Other than that, uh, you can tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll just start from there yeah for sure um i grew up in southern california until i was about 13 then we moved up to northern utah uh where i went to junior high high school uh and then i uh, when i was 19 i served a mission for my church came back 21 got married at 22 got two kids um in 2018, I got my first job as a police officer uh, for Salt Lake City. Uh, had a lot of things happen there that it just ended up working out. They ended up letting me go, and now I got my job as a correctional officer. What, what size uh, jail that you? How many inmates do y'all hold? Sorry, what was that? How many inmates do y'all hold at the facility? Uh, I believe we can hold, it's either eight or 900. We're currently just under 500 right now. Oh, so that, y'all, y'all have a, a big county jail then. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you, you just, uh, you watch an inmate to your booking officer? Or? So we used to, we used to do both. Um, so right now I'm, I'm just in like the housing area. So over the pods where the inmates are held. And now we have a separate, uh, crew that handles intake specifically so they process all the new bookings and things like that 
Um, but I'm just, uh, yeah, just over the housing unit. So I'll work a different pod every day. Oh, is, is it what, one or two people in a pod? Uh, just one, one deputy. And then we have our civilian, um, we call them jail operation specialists. Or, so they're like the clerks. So they'll, uh, they'll do all the logging when we do rounds, log inmates in and out, um, op- open the doors for us uh, to let us in and out of the unit. So. Um, so, so the person like working the control center, the pod is a civilian. Yes. Oh, see, that's different down here. And all the ones we have is everybody that's working inside of the, the jail or, are, are all deputies. Like even when you have spikes, if you had two people in a pod, they'll have a deputy that's like in the pod, and then they have the one that's like roaming around in population, and sometimes mm-hmm. they'll switch out throughout the night, give each other a break, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I know, I know, we used to be like that before I got there. They had yeah two deputies to a pod. I think they started they switched over when we built the the newer side because we have the old side that had just three pods. Now we have the new side too with three more pods, so we have six pods now. And with staffing, so I think they just made that transition to accommodate staffing. What, what y'all carrying? Y'all, they let y'all carry uh, any type of chemical weapons? Are y'all carrying tasers? or um, Those who have uh, been uh, taser certified, we carry tasers. Um, not everybody does have one right now. Um, but that's basically if you want to do it, you can. You just have to talk to your chain of command and get that. Um situated i guess so, but that's about it no no oc spray no batons no nothing else no like i told you before like back what, shit 30 years ago i had spent about six months in utah over there and it's gorgeous it's beautiful i was in salt lake city and uh <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody laughed at me because down here you know we we'll, we'll have dead armadillos roadkill raccoons and stuff <laughs> like that well, I was driving down the road first time when I was there, and I stopped in the road. And the person I was with said, "What, what are you doing?" And uh, I stopped and opened the door. I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And it was a it was a porcupine. <laughs> and I was like, "We don't have just like roadkill porcupines out where I live. We might have an armadillo, or raccoon, you know. But you know, sometimes a coyote and stuff like that." But and I realized how big porcupines were because this thing was big. See, I don't even think I've seen any porcupines around here. I mean, just deer mostly. <laughs> this was a big old porcupine. I was like, I didn't know what it was. Uh, so, but just gorgeous country up there. Uh, what do y'all, do y'all, uh, most of y'all's people coming in, what is it, drugs or? Um, depends. We, yeah. We've got a lot of drug possession. We've got a lot of uh, domestic violence, um, retail thefts, uh, for the most part, uh, DUIs, all those typical things. Yeah. If you, and so if you're, I'm not saying if you're around the Salt Lake area still or whatever, and we don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying, you say it seems it was <laughs> when I was up there. It was an extremely religious area. I remember when just to go and buy alcohol i mean it just wasn't like running to the corner store or nothing like that oh yeah so over here so so i i lived over in like oklahoma arkansas missouri kansas area for a couple years during my mission um and there was yeah like different baptist presbyterian churches all over like on every corner but here you got the uh church of jesus christ um churches all over here so yeah this is a utah was predominantly um LDS, it's kind of evened out more. It's like 50-50 now, really. Um, still still more predominantly LDS, but you've got a mix of a lot of other religious or non-religious here now. Okay, okay. Because where I'm at, we're, you know, I'm in a Baptist Bible Belt down mm-hmm. in the area yep. where I'm at. In the area I work at is predominantly Catholic. Oh, okay. But, uh. The the I went by the uh, the the temple that was in Salt Lake City and, and uh-huh. I couldn't go in certain parts of it of course but it, that that was it, it, it's beautiful it's just a beautiful area over there I remember looking you know you had the Salt Lake on one side and from 
being old, you know, down south Louisiana boy, I turned around and they had mountains on the other side and still had <laughs> snow on top of it, you know, during the summertime. I mean, that's just. <laughs> around, yep, Utah weather's wild here. <laughs> around here, you know, we got swamps and mosquitoes and, you know, yeah. palms and stuff, uh, and not the palm trees. We call them palmettos. So you you got any uh interesting stories you want to talk about? Anything funny or tragic or whatever you, you know stuff that goes on uh, in, in your in your your job? Like I said, we haven't had any correctional officers on before, so yeah, for sure. Uh, we get our we definitely get our fair share of uh, what we call combatives. So the arresting agency will call us and say they're bringing in someone who's either fought them or saying they're gonna fight us when they come to the jail uh, and so those guys are typically high on something or they're drunk um, or they just don't like law enforcement um, so we get we get plenty of those and so what we do is we well pre-covid we would just take them out of the car and now we give them the covid test or if they don't want to take the covid test we just you know we bring them in uh we assist them to the ground if they don't want to kneel on the ground and then lay on the ground we have to we have to search them while they're still in handcuffs um, and take any like belts, take any, take like their sweatshirts off, things like that, just so they have the bare minimum while they're waiting and, uh, until they want to be compliant. So those, those are always fun. Cause you, sometimes you got to wrestle around with some guys uh, while they're yelling and putting you down and belittling you and just yelling profanities at you. So those are always entertaining to go to. Um, we had in so in 2020, we hadn't had any cases of COVID in the jail until about uh, November. But this happened in June. It was the first uh, inmate inmate suicide that I'd responded to. They called um, for a hanger in one of the units, and so I ran down there, and um, he was holding the guy up, and one of the other uh, deputies him down and we started doing cpr on him and if you've never done cpr on a dead person it's definitely different <laughs> we didn't know he was dead at the time i don't think but either way we we tried cpr and you could feel the ribs break in so that was a new experience uh just real real tragic we had about i think six um suicides or deaths that year in 2020 and yeah i responded to one of those. So that was a kind of a different experience. Not the first time I'd seen a suicide, but the first time I did CPR on someone who was not alive. So that was definitely different. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize. And uh, if you're listening, you're not in law enforcement or any kind of first responder. You see it on TV all the time, and they're doing like I don't know. They got these uh, rescue nine one one shows. What all these first responder type shows and you see him doing like cpr and stuff like that and i'm watching i'm like yeah it's so fake because uh if when you have to do it in real life and uh you feel ribs and everything cracking under your your hands and stuff like that it's it's not it's not like what you see on tv Mm -hmm. and on tv that 99.6 percent of the time it seems like they always bring the person back to life and uh most of the time that's not the case either uh it, it does work but uh I say it's a less than fifty percent chance you bringing somebody back. It's not like on TV at all. So <clears throat> definitely not. Um, so, something I kind of joke about with that. So I I'm big on you know we have to have a sense of humor in this profession, and even taking you know something like that and kind of turning it into something humorous, I think is important, and that's why people you know we say we have a dark sense of humor and twisted and all that. Um, so after that, I was, was doing rounds and I think one of our quarantine units and I told one of the, I would tell the inmates, I said, Oh, just hang in there. And then I was like, Oh shoot, is this guy going <laughs> to hang himself? Cause I, <laughs> cause I just said that. So I See, stopped I, saying that. I got that. the whole joke when he said, I'm like, that's a good one right there. <laughs> and Oh man, I gotta stop saying that. I'd catch myself and be like, Oh, no, this was after, yeah, after the hanging. I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop that. <laughs> I mean, so I, I assume y'all just like everybody else, you make rounds every hour, 
Yeah, you try to every hour. I'm sure you just try to change. Maybe you just don't just okay. It's one o'clock. We're gonna do X one at two o'clock. You know, when I was just supervising, telling guys, you know, if you can do it, let's say you do a head count at one, you do do the next one. You know, at one fifty or something, or try to change it up. Where so if somebody is trying to do something, they they know they don't have exactly sixty minutes to to do whatever they're doing. They don't know if you're going to come back in 45 minutes or if you're going to come back in, you know, 50 minutes or whatever. So, Yeah, it's true. Um, so, and actually interesting that you bring up that. So, at this time, um, at the time of that hanging, we actually had 30-minute rounds because I think, I don't know how long it was before this hanging, um, another inmate actually hung himself. Um, we weren't there for that one. And so they, um, this was, these were the quarantine units, so we they mandated 30-minute rounds, actually. So every 30 minutes, we'd be going in there checking just to make sure that, you know, those weren't going on. And my buddy had um, actually gone in. It was a lot earlier than normal. I think it was, like, 26 minutes later or something, and, uh, and that's when he found the, the hangar. So it was crazy to think that just in that short amount of time, you know, they, he had the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Your sound just changed really big time. Oh, sorry. There you go. That, that's better. <laughs> Do I need to tell that again? No, no. It was coming through. It was just, it was, it just sounded different. Gotcha. Yeah, we uh, well, wasn't in the jail. Uh, unfortunately, uh, holiday times, uh, suicide rates go up everywhere, even in population. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had a recent one we had to go to where this, it was actually a lady, a female that, uh, committed suicide but she uh rigged a, a rope up around her uh door in the bathroom and over the door and then stood on a chair and then shot herself and so so she was making sure that whenever she shot herself if that didn't kill her she would slip and fall and hang herself so i mean th- this poor woman definitely was uh she had it on her mind obviously yeah. that she she made it sure she even took us. She had a plan A and B done up. So I mean, I, I've had hangings, uh, just working the road for all them years and stuff. And uh, just I don't know if you probably hadn't be glad you never had to go to one, and they've actually been up for a while, like a day or two. It's mm-hmm. not like what you'd see in the movies or on TV or stuff like that, because. The human neck will stretch several feet from the weight of the body after a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a pleasant thing at all. Mm-mm. So you get any of them uh, just funny drunks that come in? You know them super friendly drunks that want to be your best friend? Oh, yeah. we. Uh, I remember uh, this one time this guy came in. Uh, he was <laughs> – he was – he was pretty drunk and I was about ready to search him. And before I searched him, I said, okay, do you have anything on you that's going to poke, stick, stab or hurt me? And he was like, he was like, well, I can poke you with my cock. And I said, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. You just keep that away from me, sir. Yeah. Um, they say the funniest things. We had a, another, um, lady that we had a lady come in once and she said she was the president of the United States. Uh, she said she was, all sorts of different, you know, higher up officials from the U.S. government, attorney general, all these things. Uh, so she was she was a trip. <laughs> I had a there was another one. She was already in. She was in our booking area in one of the cells. And she she yelled at us. She said she needed to call 911, which I thought was funny. <laughs> We've had uh, I was actually on a felony stop one time on the interstate. And, uh hmm. There was four individuals in the car. We were pulling them out. There was, I can't even count, there's at least 10 or 15 uh, cops out there, uh-huh. sheriff's office, local PD, and state police. And we were doing a felony stop, and we got like two or three of the people out. Well, they had this lady left in the car. She was an older lady. She actually called 911 from inside the vehicle. Oh, man. She, said, she told the nine. I wish I still had that tape. It was so long ago. And, uh, but <laughs> I was like, she got up to call 911. It says, she's like, 
uh, tells 911 that, that she needs help because there's cops outside of the car pointing guns at her and she don't know what to do. <laughs> and the dispatcher says, you might want to do whatever they tell you to do. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's when, when, you know, when somebody calls 911 on the cops. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she, she got out the car and I don't know if she really passed. I think she fake passed out. She used your knees lock and she did one of them fake passing out things on the ground and stuff like that. But it was quite funny. I wish I still had that uh, copy <laughs> of that one call we had from way back in the day. Now that would be entertaining to hear. <laughs> Let me ask you what you think about this here. Okay. There's a there's a new New Orleans, I know you probably don't know, but NOPD, Sheriff's Office. Now in that Sheriff's, in, a, in New Orleans area, they are. Uh, the sheriff uh, really don't do any crime and criminal enforcement and stuff like that because the whole parish is inside the city. So the PD basically is the enforcement part of it. And the sheriff's office just basically works the jail and serves papers. Huh. But they got a new sheriff. And she is originally from uh, California. And, uh, Oh, no, not nothing about your home state, but y'all are very, they're very woke over there, as we would call it. Oh, yeah. I don't miss it at and, all. Uh, I would never go back. <laughs> but I just showed it on, a, I think it was this past Wednesday I played it. Anyway, it was an interview since she's just been uh, elected there. Now, she's a newly elected sheriff. She'll be taking over, coming up shortly. And uh, she has never been a cop in her entire life. She was a civilian independent auditor for 11 years. So she has no law enforcement experience, and she made a statement that uh, they're getting she she's going to do away with all isolation cells because those are are bad on people's mental health, and she wants to make the jail a safe space because the jail, because the jail is not safe, and the jail should be a safe space for the inmates. <laughs> so when oh, they, so when they get out, they, they don't reoffend. And I'm like, what do you think about that? No, no isolation cells and a safe space jail. Oh, geez, where do I start? <laughs> well, first of all, I isolation cells, I, I think, should be used only for short term. I don't think they should be used long term because, yes, they can definitely have an effect on an inmate's uh, mental health. So, yeah, definitely not long term. Uh, so I don't think you should do away with those. Um, uh and secondly, this shot probably been first, but uh, I don't know why she's a sheriff if she has no law enforcement experience. Uh, People elected her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, we were talking about New Orleans. If you've never been to New Orleans, uh, it's known as no Mardi Gras party town and stuff like that. But it's <laughs> it. I tell anybody, if you want to know what it's like being in New Orleans, go stand in the porta can because it smells exactly the same. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, I'm not joking. Um, it smells like piss. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, and then making the safe space. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I feel like nowadays inmates are kind of a lot more coddled than they used to be. I'm, I've, I've been bringing some books about like the old, old school and the old days and like the federal prisons and things like that. And like how they handled inmates and things like that. I'm just like, that would not obviously fly today. It would, we would probably be out of jobs and people would be sued left and right and whatnot. Um, well, I don't know if you know your history on stuff like Angola, our main, you know, where the, we have death row and the lifers and stuff go to Angola out here. It was also known as building the bloodiest prisons in America for the longest time. Well, oh, no, way, way back in the time, they, they, they didn't use, uh, they had, they had free, free people guards were but most of the guards there especially on the gun line were other inmates trustees what you can google it go or you know duck duck go whatever you want to use and go go research you know but they used the inmate gun line and let me tell you what those uh trustee inmates were way quicker to pull the trigger and take out another inmate than the free guards were especially today wow that's interesting Yeah, but like I said, y'all have y'all have the only civilians we have working in our jails is uh like the the medical staff people. Oh yes, we've got the medical staff, and I think the only other well, we've got some of uh, 
like some of the, we've got some programs right now, like there's like a drug rehabilitation program that we do. Um, we don't do a lot of other programs right now just because of COVID and such. Um, yeah, other than like the, the clerks in the control pods, uh, and the nurses, yeah, we don't have a lot of other civilian staff. So, so I just, like I said, so the, the civilians, they don't leave those pods. No. Yeah. They just, they, they come in for their, their briefing and then they, yeah, they go straight to the pods. I mean, the only time they, they leave is for bathroom breaks or going down to staff to, to eat. Is the pods totally separate or is it like big windows where you can see into day rooms and do y'all have like dormitory style pods or whatever? Yeah, we've got a couple of those. So the, so the old side, how it's set up is, yeah, you've got the control pod and then there's just the windows that separate you, um, you from the inmates. Um, they're darkened so they can't really see inside unless it's like really sunny out. Uh, the new side, yeah, you've got, so we call it, the horseshoe so you walk in it's like this hallway and then there's um it's kind of like uh just opening around the control pod and then the windows to see into the unit so if you want to go in the unit so you have to go out of the control pod into the horseshoe and then through the unit doors to get to the units if that makes sense how many people y'all have per pod uh it depends uh our worker unit i think has if it's uh, to max capacity as about 64 because you've got 32 cells uh two two man each um the dormitories i uh oh yeah open ones those i think we've got maybe 48 if they're max capacity because we've got 24 bunks i believe so yeah 48 would be the max so it just depends anywhere from 10 uh because like our max units those aren't always full so but you can only we only have one inmate out at a time in those ones. So anywhere from like one inmate out at a time to yeah, sixty four. So you're out in the dormitories with the inmates, right? Yeah. So when we go in there, yep, they got all the all bunks, no cells, so they're all just right there. So there's just what, one one deputy per sixty four inmates? So you know one probably thirty two. Yeah, I mean if we want if Usually on graves, grave shift. Uh, so we work 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. If we want to do what we call power rounds, we'll just have a couple of deputies go hit all of our units together. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just the one deputy per per pod. Y'all, y'all like like at the I know some of the newer jails we have stuff like that. They do visitation over these like screens and shit now. So and they feed in the in their pods. So it's like no inmate movement like if they get a there's no contact visit so they just go in this area where it's like a like kind of like we're doing like skype and that's how they do their visits and stuff like that there's zero contact visits okay yeah we've got uh they have i think two like two or three screens in most of the units uh that yeah their family can set visits up on uh and then we don't really do on-site visits anymore. The only ones we do is we call them non-contact visits where it's in person, but they're separated through the glass, kind of like you see in the movies. Uh, and those are usually for like either clergy visits or attorney visits or things like that. So what about y'all have a lot of problems with like contraband, cell phones, uh, cigarettes, uh, stuff like that, marijuana, drugs? <clears throat> uh, not cell phones so much. We're pretty... I, I've never seen one as long as I've been there. Um, we probably more have like Suboxone is more of a problem. Um, we recently did have some heroin brought in that we uh, caught, but the inmate swallowed. <laughs> some of that booty hole dope. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the yeah deputies um, we'd heard about that it was in there. So we went in, um, did a shakedown, and he saw that, yeah, he'd shoved it up there. Or he saw like a little string or whatever from down there. So they, they took him up to the front. They were going to wait for him to you know, get rid out. of it. And then he took it out and yeah, swallowed it. I'm like, how did you just take it from out of there? And then <laughs> God, it <laughs> yeah. tastes like shit. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> Do y'all, uh, not all of them. I mean, I know some of the jails and stuff are putting in body scanners and stuff like that. That can, you know, show stuff if you got stuff crammed up into your rectal area. <laughs> No, nope, we don't have those yet. Um, 
I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if we got them one day, but nope, right now it's just the regular strip search or just full body checks and then the, yeah, the behind check. <laughs> Bend over at your waist, spread your butt cheeks and cough. Yep. Like, I, I, I hated that part of it. Uh, yeah. Looking at another man's butthole is not, you know, really something I grew up in high school thinking, God, I'm going to grow up and just want to look at men's buttholes and not get paid proctologist money for it. Yeah, <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it, it's not fun. I worked at a state correctional, uh, one of the bigger ones in the state at one time, and uh, it's like the intake facility for the whole state of Louisiana. So oh, I worked wow. out there for like four years to also, and it's like, yeah, it's like I just you can't be shy because especially like when they come in and, and uh, you know when you're strip searching, you know, a hundred plus people a day easily. Ugh, and it's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely. I don't think you get used to it, but you just you become more professional about it, I guess. Because obviously, at first you're just like, "Do <laughs> <laughs> you go to the doctor? You got hemorrhoids?" Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like gross. So if everybody's thinking about being a correctional officer, just don't be shy about looking at other men's buttholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and having them lift their testicles up and looking under there also. <laughs> Yep. Because uh, it's not fun. Uh, so do y'all uh, house any, like, uh, I know, like, where I work at now, they'll, uh, the state will pay local jails or sheriff's offices and stuff for housing some state inmates. And what they'll do is um, they'll find inmates with certain skill sets that can be trustees, and they will use them for their skill sets, like them. Um, if they if a department has their own uh, fleet management where they do mechanic work and they you have a mechanic that's doing fifteen years or something, y'all have hmm. people like that stuff like that that have special skill sets that that are they're they're actually convicted they're not awaiting trial and the state pays the parish I mean the county money to house them and the county basically uses them for cheap labor. Um, so we do house, yeah, inmates from the prison. We house uh, federal inmates, yeah, yeah, other U.S. marshal inmates. Um, we don't use, yeah, we don't use them for labor like that. Um, honestly, uh, I've I've talked to guys. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I did this, or yeah, I did this. I did construction. I did this. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't utilize that really. The only inmate workers we have, they they volunteer um, for, and they do get. Uh, so much good time for working for so long um but again it's all it's all volunteer um but yeah no 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 mechanics no yeah we don't use their their skill sets i think that i think it'd be a great idea though i mean it's like our, our fleet you know we have a our fleet where i work at you know we get a new unit in they they build the unit you know put everything on it and stuff like that and the stickers yeah. well one of the trustees we have there you know he uh he's a mechanic i mean we have a full-time certified mechanic free man that runs a shop he's not a deputy but he, he, he's a certified he oversees everything so he goes and watches you know make sure the inmates not gonna leave no lug nuts loose or nothing on your tires but mm-hmm. the trustees would i guess people's like oh that's slave labor not really because this inmate if not he would be in a state penitentiary or something this way he's a trustee where he's at he usually got better privilege like this guy works in, in a mechanic shop and mm-hmm. uh you know i mean i'm not gonna lie it's like they got a the the car wash trustee he he's uh he's doing state time but and he's from the area so he's staying there he's a trustee you know washes and waxes stuff car and mechanic shop stuff like that well the guy always hooks my car my, my unit up and keeps me you know when I, I i leave my motorcycle at the shop you know because i live you know i'm a 40 miles from where i work so i usually drive my unit so I can pull up there and park my motorcycle after work, and then about probably about an hour later he'll go over there because I've talked to him, and he'll cover it up and make sure my bike's covered. So you know, it's under a cover, but they have pigeons, and it'll pigeons will crap all over it. So he'll cover my bike up and stuff for me. So like you know, you know, once a month or so I'll run by Little Caesars and 
you know, get him a five dollar pizza and bring him the pizza, and he can eat it outside. So they get perks like that and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, don't I don't want people thinking, oh, y'all just use these. No, no, they 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 don't have to do this. They could choose to go back and do state time or federal time. They're yeah. doing this because they're getting a whole lot of extra perks yep. for doing this. Okay, then what they would just be locked up and stuff like that. So it's true. Yeah, a lot of them like to volunteer to work because yeah again they get the good time and then yeah it gets them out of the unit doing something so so do you bring your lunch or, or do you eat prison food uh it depends when i work uh, graves um i'm i usually i'll eat i'll eat dinner um but then i'll have like food for the rest of the night um just to, just to save money just to save money when i'm on days i'll i'll eat breakfast and lunch there no i say prison food I'm, I'm not saying prison food is bad trust me because uh i'm pretty sure it's a federal law but i know most all states you know they have to give the inmates four square meals a day and uh so much protein carbs and all that stuff like that uh go to some of these state prisons those dudes some of them dudes look like bodybuilders because <laughs> they have such a balanced diet in prison uh-huh. <laughs> but uh like i said i've been I, i've been Back when I first started in law enforcement, almost thirty years ago, the first sheriff I worked under, he, uh, like I said, this was before cell phones. Now they had cell phones; you just they came in big suitcases. But <laughs> this sheriff believed, you know, if you kept, yeah, a, a, a happily fit inmate was a happy inmate that did not cause you problems. And this sheriff uh kept the kitchen at the jail open 24 7 so when you were working i could pull up at, while i was working i could go and back then i had to go to the, we had to get, we refilled at the jail there was no fuel man cards and crap like that yeah. but i could pull up there at midnight or one o'clock in the morning and say hey I'm, give me a cheeseburger and fries or whatever and they had inmates there cooking you up and all that stuff like that but those inmates back then were eating fried catfish and pork oh, oh yeah he kept out now it's uh it's like all right how a lot of them are like how how can i stay within this by spending the least amount of money i think i now saw a guy working at a parish jail one time i think he had it down to like he was spending like 35 cents a meal per inmate or something and keeping it balanced or something so because everything's budgeted because i don't know if up there but like out here uh their county the county pays for the jail and all that stuff like that. The only thing the sheriff's office pays for is staffing. Hmm. I don't know if it's like that with y'all, but like I said, out here we have parishes, but the parish, the parish pays for the jail and pays for the electricity. Got to pay for all the food. The only thing the sheriff's office pays for is staffing. They staff the jail. That's interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the, uh, it's hard to differentiate what the county pays for, or what the jail pays for, because I know, yeah, a lot of uh, things that are paid for are from the county. Um, but then, yeah, some certain things come from, yeah, the jail specifically or the sheriff's office. Now, did they send you through like a uh, being uniform and uh, you know, a road cop will say, uh. Did they send you through like a, a some type of post corrections academy or anything like that? Yes. So, so before, so when I went to the uh, through the academy for uh, Salt Lake, so they have their kind of own academy. It's it is post certified though. So they have the SFO section, the special function officer. Um, that's where you learn like all the different laws for the most part and things like that. And then you have the LEO portion, which is the application of the laws and learning like building clearing things like that um and then so i was so i got that certification and then yeah when i joined the sheriff's office yeah they sent me through um since i already had sfo i only had to go through bco the basic corrections uh, academy so that was only about six seven weeks i, I believe okay how, you don't know how long y'all's regular post academy is huh uh, I want to say with the SFO part, it's probably about three months. Now, you, you, are you weapon certified also? Do, do y'all people that work in the jail correction office, are they allowed to work extra duty like the uniform guys can? Yeah. So uh, 
because I am, yeah, LEO certified and um, weapon certified, I can work up certain like patrol details. Like sometimes I'll need help uh, um, for like parades or fireworks or something like that. And so like I'll take one of the patrol car, one of the older patrol cars, and work like a section and have it blocked off or whatever. So things like things like that. Okay, so I mean, y'all do get. I mean, y'all don't have like regular details. I mean. Like we have hospitals and stuff that hire, you know, to have detail. Um, I don't know about hospitals hiring us. I know um, we have two deputies that go to the hospital. If we have an inmate that has to go to the hospital, but uh, I don't think we have regularly. We're not regularly staffing the hospitals. No, because like one yeah, ask us or something. One of the hospitals out here, uh, well, most of the hospitals have – they have like private security, like and like tracer. I don't know who y'all have, but private security people. But they always have at least, most all the hospital has one, you know, cop working, you know, off duty detail there. Like, because private security, I can't really do anything. I mean, yeah. there's, I mean, nothing against people that work private security. Trust me, it's still a bitch. But to me, it'd be more of a bitch because you don't have any power of arrest or anything like that. You're more of a deterrent because if somebody does do something, you can't arrest them. You can yeah. maybe detain them or hold them there. But I mean, you know, some of these security places, you're not, not all security officers are armed. I mean, I don't know how y'all are with, I don't know what y'all, how, you know, every state's different. Louisiana's, we're an open carry state. Uh-huh. So, as long as you're not a convicted felon, you can walk around with a gun on your side, just like I do as a cop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unless the business, you know, is a gun free zone or something. But other than that, you can walk around with a gun on your hip, just like it is out here. And nothing, nobody can say nothing to you. Yeah, I believe uh, Utah is also open carry. So, and actually, I think we just passed a law where you don't have to have a license for a concealed weapon, I don't Listen, think. We, we still have that. They, they uh they put it up and I think the governor or somebody vetoed it or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like well everybody's like oh it's so dangerous. Well, in Louisiana, because uh, I, I I work a lot of uh of course I'm a traffic cop but I work a you know I work a lot of interstate writing tickets and I pull people over from all all over the United States and I'll have them you know oh I got here's my concealed carry I'm like okay and I'm like. My my gun's here. I'm like, fine, just leave it there. You know, I'm not freaking out. Because in Louisiana, your house is considered an extension of your home, which everybody that listens heard me mention this before. Your house is an extension of your home. So as long as you can legally possess a firearm, you can have that gun anywhere in your car that you want to put it. You can put it under your seat. You can, a lot of people have, you know, stuff mounted on their dash with the weapon. I mean, it's not against the law in Louisiana. Yeah. And so I assume... And I mean, it's kept me alive this long, but I assume every car I walk up to has a gun in it automatically. So, but I get it all the time. Oh, I just, you know, they, I'm like, you're fine. Don't touch your gun. I ain't going to touch mine. <laughs> We're all good, you know. But our jailers, uh, as long as they're weapon certified, they don't have to be post certified except for certain details. Uh, I think at the hospital, you have to be post certified. But other, you know, as long as you're weapon certified, you can go pick up a unit if they have some in the fleet and uh, go work extra duty. And if anybody doesn't know, that's how most cops make their extra money is working extra duty details. Mm-hmm. I work traffic grants. I write tickets. Uh, where I work, we have a lot of chemical plants. They uh, they hire, you know, people for off-duty, which, I mean, it pays well. Uh, LSU, I do escort to LSU. Y'all heard me talking about that before. Looking forward to this next football season. Not that I watch football because I really don't care about football. <laughs> Same. But they, they, uh, I think they just upped the pay. Uh, the last game we worked, they upped the pay. It's like, uh, I think they upped it to $65 an hour now. Wow. So, and I usually end up with a minimum of 12 to 14 hours a game. <laughs> so it's nice little paychecks extra there. It's always around, Absolutely. Always around Christmas time. Heck yeah. So, uh, we talked about tragedy. You gotta have had, y'all, y'all like the people you work with, they, they like, they, y'all joke around a lot. Cause I know, you know, I'm a jokester, especially at work. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch them. Because I don't like being joked with and we'll throw hissy fits. 
<laughs> like when you put a snapping turtle in your your partner's uh, saddlebag. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? I mean, it was funny. Or you take, you know, the paper shredder and you fill her saddlebag up full of machete, uh, paper mache, basically. <laughs> that guy got mad. That, that guy got mad. I mean, because <laughs> it's freaking paper. So you got on, do you think you're just going to stay in corrections? Is that where you want to uh, stay? Or are you going to try to move on, go back to the street? Because I know, I got some friends, you know, they've been in corrections, you know, shit, 20 years now. They love it. They're good at it. They're yeah. trainers and stuff now because... I do know a lot of people that work in jail, their aspiration is to get out of the jail. But I've also seen people come out of the corrections part onto uniform patrol and go back into corrections because they didn't like it and they enjoyed corrections. Because people say what they want to, other cops out there, but uh, there's nothing wrong with corrections. I mean, some guys are good at it. Me personally, <laughs> I, I, I like my, I, I've been doing this so long, uh, I like the freedom I have working on the street. Yeah. Um, as far as I am concerned, I, I, I did love, I did enjoy patrol. I did have a lot of good experiences. I, I learned a lot for sure. Um, I have enjoyed corrections and I felt like, I mean, I know I've been in it longer than I was on the road. Uh, but I definitely felt like I helped more people being in the jail. And I think that's had a huge, uh, impact on my decision so i think as far for the time being i see myself in corrections for a long time if not my whole career uh, i do uh, plan on promoting i uh, want i was talking to a guy the other day me and a bunch of my buddies want to try out for the swat team we want to do stuff like that um, that was my next question if y'all had like a scat team or swat team some kind of special response team and if y'all have ones like some places have uniform patrol and like street SWAT teams and other like the SCAT teams. They'll have it that it's like a special response team or uh-huh. a riot squad or whatever for the jail itself. Yeah, so we do have a it's, it is a CERT team is what it's called a CERT, uh, the Certified Emergency Response Team. So it's kind of kind of like the SWAT for the jail, um, but this one would be like like patrol SWAT. So we would go out to whatever hostage barricaded subjects whatever things like that um but yeah cert is uh specifically for the jail do y'all, do y'all have like you know you have the electronic shields or or stuff like that for cell extractions and stuff um you say electronic shields yeah it's basically uh it's like it's like a riot shield and it's like concave where it flexes y'all i'm moving my hands like people can see and we're not doing video <laughs> but uh Instead of you know the shield wrapping around towards towards you holding it, it wraps around the other way, like a. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, we, and, uh, and it's got uh, it's got like electrodes in it, so it's basically like a a giant taser, like almost oh. a stun gun. It don't shoot prongs. It's like a stun gun, but it's a shield. So when you you go in on the inmate and you're trying to pin them, you can hit the button on it, and it and it gives them a good little jolt you know to get them under control while you're trying to cuff them and stuff like that electronic shield oh oh no we don't have those we do have the shields that you know face them so when you go in it's pushing towards them but no we do not have the electronic ones i'm gonna have to maybe bring that up <laughs> yeah electronic shields i mean uh, i don't know y'all use chemical weapons wise y'all using clear out or um so I know I think CERT has access to something like that. They have uh, some kind of OC uh, chemicals that they use. Uh, I'm not specifically sure about that because I'm not on that uh, squad, but I believe they have access to yeah some type well, of clear out and a freeze and stuff like that. Y'all, yes, there's different. If y'all listening, uh, freeze and uh, clear out the OCCS mixture. So it's got like these little crystal things in it and it gets in your pores and it reactivates with with water also <laughs> the only time that the only thing that really helps it is uh time and moving air yep uh, you know. <laughs> we uh when i did that for the police academy yeah we we sat in front of a fan for the for the longest time <laughs> we are using like the freeze or just uh, OC, or was it just oc or, or cs 
I think it was just the OC. Like I said, the other one, the phrase is mixed. It, I was a chemical weapons instructor for a while, so I had to go through some oh. classes I know about it. But And I did that when I was – I used to be on SWAT team many years ago in my younger days. But awesome. I, but I will tell you something. If you ever get sprayed, I will just say, the, if you ever get sprayed by mace, either type, uh, keep mindful of yourself. And uh, when you go home that night and – if you're a man and you go to pee, remember what you were doing earlier and don't grab your wiener <laughs> and go to pee because will, you will set your wiener on fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> or don't come home and try to have relations with mama and uh, <laughs> she will punch you in the face if you do anything with your hands after you better wait a good over 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm just talking from experience. Did y'all have to get sprayed when you are you are you chemical weapons certified? Uh, I was when I worked with Salt Lake. Um, we we don't use it at the sheriff's office, so I didn't get uh, re OC certified or whatever. Um, I don't know how y'all's works. Once you certified, you certified. Yeah, I don't know because I know Taser that we have to do that recertification every like two years or whatever. Yeah, we do too. It's just I mean it's just. That's just I mean, did, does it change? Is it a different taser? We just I just have to go to a recertification class on taser. Which I'm certified and I don't even my taser's usually in in my unit. I don't wear it on my belt because I'm I don't like the way it presses against my fat. I'm just gonna be honest <laughs> with you. You know, I'm not skinny as I used to be. But uh I don't I can still carry chemical weapon. I still I'm old school I guess. I prefer still the spray. I have a taser. I carry it in my unit. Uh, I've never tased anyone. <laughs> I've seen people get tased, bad guys, but uh, <laughs> I've never physically pulled a taser trigger or anything, but I've sprayed lots of people. Yeah. Taser's <laughs> only about 40% effective. Chemical yeah. weapon's about 90. <laughs> so, I mean, I've seen a few people that could take a chemical weapon spray and keep going, but most of them, it's going to hit them. It's true. <laughs> Somehow it'll get them. So, uh, when y'all are working, you you said y'all switch up. Y'all not just on straight days or straight nights. Or y'all do like a month of days, a month of nights, or uh, we rotate every three months. Um, so right now we're working days, and then in February we'll uh, switch back to graves. So yeah, every three months. Okay, our, our guys. Uh, from the department I used to work in, you were either on days or nights. Period. Uh, yeah. Department I'm with now. If you're on uniform. I, think the jail may do the same i don't know uh i'm a motor cop i'll be honest with you i don't arrest many people uh if i do get somebody to warrant usually a uniform guy comes and picks them up and transfer transport and since it's a warrant or something they'll do the paperwork on it and it gives mm-hmm. them it gives them the status and arrest which i don't care if i have it or not so i, yeah. give, I give it to them so i'll say in the last four years <laughs> people I'm probably gonna freak out. Uh, in the last four years, I've probably arrested maybe four or five people. Oh man! In, in four years, so yeah. I mean, now in them same four years, I've probably written probably eight nine hundred tickets or more. <laughs> so I write a shit ton of tickets. I just don't arrest a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a motor cop. We don't yeah. arrest people. Last guy I had, I mean, we uh. I mean, I've had to cuff some people, but like I said, the uniform, they have warrants and stuff on traffic stops, and, uh, you know, the uniform guys will take them because it helps their, I mean, I don't say we're not stat-driven, but when it comes down to evaluation time, I mean, they look, say, all right, how many calls did he take, how many arrests did he make, how many, you know, tickets did he write, how much, you know, they just look at stuff, not not saying if you didn't make as many of this or that, it just, you know, it just helps all the, you know, makes it look like they did a little bit more i guess yeah i mean mine i don't you know my arrest you know i can go back and look for four years they might say four or five but you know you go back and pull my stats for the whole department and you know there's nobody close to me on the tickets i've written so (laughs) but like i said i I don't care about that kind of stuff not stat driven but yeah don't get me wrong people say oh the cops just out there arresting people to get stats (laughs) not not saying that some don't uh i don't uh I don't know if you know any that do or anything like that, but today's time, you know, they got good cops and bad cops. 
They got a shit ton more of good cops out there than there are bad cops because the media only wants to show the bad cops. Mm-hmm. This guy here, I mean, do y'all have like uh, y'all's rank wise? Do you just have like deputy, corporal, sergeant, or y'all just? I mean, some departments don't have corporals; they just go from you know deputy to sergeant to lieutenant. And... Yeah, we Salt Lake didn't have corporal from what I understand. And so, yeah, when I came to the sheriff's office, um, yeah, the next rank is corporal, sergeant, lieutenant, captain. So, I mean, hey, make a career above of that right there. Maybe go back on the street or, like I said, street life's not for everybody. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this a long time and sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, I should have stayed in college. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did go to college. <laughs> I don't know about nowadays, but, you know, my buddies, I went to I went to college to be a mortician. I went to mortuary science school. I don't oh, know if wow. I mentioned that before. Yes, I I worked in a, a funeral home for a little while with my doing my apprenticeship and bombing people, and it was uh on the outskirts of New Orleans, actually on the West Bank. And I got tired of cutting babies open and quit. I was young and stupid. I should have gutted through it because all my friends make uh, high six figures and don't cut no more. So they just manage. So I was stupid, but I became a cop, you know, I've helped, I've actually helped people and I just think that's, you know, everybody's meant to do what they were meant to do. You're married. I see you got a ring on, so I'm assuming you're married. Yes, sir. Your your wife, uh, don't mind your line of work. She don't get worried about you. Nope. Her, her dad's been a cop for over 20 years, so she's, uh, she's used to it. (laughs) Okay. Cause I know, I mean, cause a lot of people don't realize, you know, I mean, he, to me, he, he he's a cop, too, getting a correct off period. He's a first responder. So we work holidays and all that stuff. Holiday, I mean, people like, oh, it's Christmas. I guess it's just another day. I mean, he might have hit this man here might have to work Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, had to work yesterday, New Year's Day, you know, had to work Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Yeah, because the, the type of jobs don't shut down. Just don't, they don't send an inmate. Say, all right, everybody go home for Christmas. Y'all come back on the third. (laughs) Yeah. It don't work like, actually, some of them may come back, but most of them probably would not come back. Yeah. So, I mean, just when y'all went through uh, your training, because I know when I went through uh, my correctional officer training for the state, you know, they basically straight up told us straight up if you get taken hostage, uh, we're in the guy says, look, either you open a gate or we're going to kill him. They're like, you know, we're not opening the gate, put it that way. Yeah. It's like, they're not, if you get taken hostage, you just better, you know, hope you're, uh, you're good with the good Lord up above or whatever, whoever you believe in <laughs> that, uh, because they're not going to, it's like, just how they say United States or whatever, don't negotiate with a terrorist. They're not going to negotiate no. with that hostage, that that hostage taker like that. No. Do y'all, huh? Y'all wear the same uniform as the road guys do, or y'all just like in BDUs and or? Uh, yeah, same same uniform. Um, yeah, pretty pretty much the same. So when you <laughs> same uh, color pants, same color top. So like you keep your weapon in your vehicle or lockbox, so like you. You decide to like stop at a store, get some milk on your way home or something, and you're in uniform, you can have a gun on. Yeah. Um, and that and that's uh so we do have a box just like lock boxes. Some some deputies I think will keep their weapons in their car, but um I take mine in. We've got lock boxes on the inside. Um and I have stopped before on the way home just to yeah, pick something up or or whatnot. And I'll yeah, I'll just I'll just be fully fully uniformed and because I am Elio certified, I mean it almost Almost doesn't matter just because I do have that authority or whatnot from the state. So, well, my thing is, well, many years ago, and it probably still goes on. Uh, nowadays, like a lot of the office, the clerical ladies and stuff, they're still, you know, they're for the sheriff's office. They don't wear uniforms that look like law enforcement officers anymore. When I first started, they did. Mm-hmm. The department I worked for, the females clerical workers included had straight up uniforms had badges on their chest and everything uh because back then you know full class a uniform wow and he's and my my deal was is that these ladies 
they're not post certified. They're not trained. They're clerical workers, and they would stop at Walmart or whatever on their way home and go grocery shopping because I'd see them in there, huh. and they're in a full freaking uniform and they have no weapon. Bad guys walk in. They don't look to see if oh oh you're a secretary. No, they, all they all bad guy sees is a badge. Yep. So I'm like, no, you should never uh, go in anywhere in uniform without a gun on. I mean, I've been wearing a duty belt for so long. I mean, I can ask me. A lot of times I have a paddle holster. I mean, I'll take my duty belt off, but I got that paddle hole. I still, I'm still armed. Yeah. I mean, I have my full duty rig on my, if I'm off duty doing that in the uniform. But because, to be honest with you, the white man's back is tore the hell up and back. Yeah, I believe as as far as I know, um, if you aren't weapon certified, then yeah, you have to cover up on the way home or whatnot. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, well, I think some of the big cities, what they like with Los Angeles, New York, they change before they go home or something, mm. or some places like that. I know some places don't allow you to wear your uniform home or whatever like that. I don't know. We have take home units, and I mean, basically, I have two. I just leave either my motorcycle or my units. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all required to live in your county? Uh no, we've got uh we've got some guys that live out of county, so because right. I know some places like place I used to work, you have to live in the parish or your county to work yep. for that department. Like I said one work for now, no, I drive forty miles in, forty miles back home. So Yeah. We got a guy yeah, about that probably about that distance from the county, it's in a different county. Well, all right well i appreciate it uh stand by don't hang up but uh i hope everybody enjoyed it uh we put this episode out later today uh he's gonna have to get his friends and stuff to listen to it so uh i forgot i don't have exit music anymore because i got copyright dinged on it so <laughs> i keep saying i'm gonna play it but uh anyway hold on a minute and uh we'll exit out everybody like and subscribe uh if you're on Apple, hit five stars, write a review. I will read it because somebody recently left a new five-star review, but they didn't write anything down, so can't read it. I want to read your review. Oh, go like and subscribe on YouTube and Facebook. Every Wednesday, we, me and Holstera do, do live shows and give our uh, opinions on the news. And I also would like to say this will probably be one of my few only clean episodes we have. I don't think I cursed really any in it because I don't know how this man is and I didn't want to be disrespectful to him. So I'll be actually be able to put this one out as clean. But like I say, go like and subscribe. Hit us up and uh, remember to smile and be safe because the ice man could always be behind you.